You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gab. Ah. We are back. Another episode of 1K Convos on The Gifted Gab, and I've got a special guest, a returning guest. <laughs> My man Sterling Scott, what's going on? Before? Oh man, that's good. Uh, there's a lot's been going on. There's uh, so much to even get into. Like, there's good, the bad, and the ugly. And uh, I mean, well, that's what we're here to talk about, we're man. Here, like, man. Where we're do we here. even begin? <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's been a minute. It's been a minute. You know, some uh, turbulent times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're I mean, uh, well, we we were yeah we were here at the beginning of the pandemic. Right? Was it the beginning? Yeah, because I know that this was just after you had got COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so it, it was, was like yeah, it was like the beginning. Like now we're back, and it's like, what's been going down? First off, I almost got killed. Someone tried to kill me. When? Uh, yeah, just uh, two weeks ago. So I was in uh, Victoria mm-hmm. for um, a, a comedy club called Hecklers, and it was on the same night as the uh, Freedom Convoy coming to Victoria. Oh no way! And so. Um, I have Alberta plates, and they couldn't bring their trucks, so they all had just vehicles with Alberta plates. And um, I uh, finished my show, and then I left. And then when I was uh, driving to leave the island, my uh, tire flew off on the uh, highway. And um, I'm like, what the hell? Like, I had these tires, like, triple-checked. You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's no way. And why just one random tire? You know, um, and it turns out that someone had loosened the lug nuts on my um, front tire. No way. And uh, it's apparently been a thing in B.C. that um, some idiot's way of protesting uh, is to uh, protesting that they don't like Albertans coming to B.C. or some shit like that during the pandemic, whatever. Um, And so that's what they're doing. So there was quite a few cases of people's, you know, tire being removed, uh, loose lug nuts being loosened. Uh, and the Alberta people with Alberta plates were being targeted. And so with the freedom convoy coming through, they probably thought that I was part of it or something. And, uh, or maybe they just saw Alberta plates and, you know, I'm at a comedy show, you know, I'm on in some bar in a basement. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And it was wild. Cause, um, uh, everything happened so lightning quick. Like, the tire just flew off, right? And then now my, all I see is the passenger, the driver's side car, the side of the car is on fire. That's all I see is fire just shooting out. And then I look in my rear view mirror to see the tire just miss another car as it's flinging backwards. And then I um, avoid three trucks that are in a construction zone that are driving then I miss about six construction workers while driving on three wheels on the side, right? And uh, I managed to get literally off just to the side of the road, and it stops in front of a sign, and it says, next city is hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, it was uh, it shook me up bad because I was like, angry because you know like i'm just like how did that happen how did i survive like the construction people came running over like how the hell did you survive we just saw the car on fire it was crazy and um i was really angry and everything and then um i don't know uh you know at, at what point it 
cha- something changed in me when I looked at the significance of that someone tried to kill me and I'm still here, which means it's like maybe you do have purpose. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever your purpose is on this planet is is still out there. And so if every it gave me that belief where if every morning you wake up, that means that you still got a purpose. And it kind of helped me deal a lot with anxiety and depression because, you know, when you're in a deep state of depression, when you wake up, the, the feeling is, oh, my God, I'm awake, you know. And now with this type of experience which gave this revelation now when you wake up it's i'm awake Mm. (laughs) you know what i mean like i got shit to do and so that was just a few weeks ago and uh it also had still uh had me you know pretty angry and upset about this whole you know because i don't i'm not upset at the individual as much as i'm upset as the way that this whole pandemic thing has been being handled that has people uh, so scared that they would think that unloosening the lug nuts on someone's tires is a way of helping. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's how messed up people are right now on, on both sides. Yeah. And that's a terrible thing to see that we at the bottom uh, are basically eating each other while people at the top are trying to, you know, figure out which ways they can manipulate and get the maximum amount of control and money and power and position out of this situation. So I just seen it as a very disgusting thing. And I was um, feeling it was time for a mushroom scrub, you know, mushroom cleanse. For those of them that don't, that don't know, uh, when I, I call a mushroom cleanse, when you take like a, a, a large amount of mushrooms, like six grams, and uh, you just, you know, get in that soul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Start asking them questions. Introspective. Yeah. yeah. And so I did that. And, you know, I had, I like to ask questions because I feel like mushrooms are like a tool. But the side effect is, wee. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> the most mm-hmm. amazing, fun time. Um, but I find that if I were to ask certain questions, I feel like when you're on mushrooms, I don't know what it is, but when you're on mushrooms, if you want to figure something out, you know the answer. You can mm-hmm. find the answer. Like nothing seems impossible mm-hmm. to figure out when you're on mushrooms. And it's almost like so I was attributed that like when I ask the question that the mushrooms give me the answer. I don't know, whatever, but I that's what it feels like cuz sometimes it, the, the the answers just fall out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Like the question will be in your head. And then the answer will come out of your mouth, which is funny because you usually ask the questions out loud and think about what the answer will be in your head. And it's almost like a, a, a regurgitation, like a vomiting of the truth. Mm-hmm. And that, sh- that only happens usually like on mushrooms, like it, almost like in a, a deep of state body. of meditation. Yeah, like, like it, you know, like that place where it's like, I didn't even, how did that happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, the mushrooms told me, you know, like, I asked the mushrooms, uh, you know, like, why am I upset? And, you know, why is I, why do I have hard times just even getting out of bed? And, you know, and it was like, you are thinking way too much about, you know, what you've got to do when you're leaving to go to L.A. 
you know and my other question was well help me be funny and it's like you are the funny so just be you mm. and that's it just be yourself and sometimes it's that like, simple right and it's like that's why it's always funny to me when sayings that seem cliche cliche but when you live through a moment that cliche just like it clicks so like you're like i get it mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. why that's a that's cliche. why it's yeah, it it's like, you know what i mean and so <laughs> Um, that it was one of those moments for me, like, just be yourself. Like you, this is what you do. These are, these are a crowd, a bunch of people, the comedians, it's just, that's it. It's nothing special, nothing different. Just go. Mm -hmm. And it was just like a weight off of my chest. You feel better since you're cleansed? Yes, definitely. It's almost like I'm, um, can't wait to go back again. You know? <laughs> it, it's like a hot shower. How you feel after one of those? It's just something completely different. It, mushrooms aren't for everybody, but for people that um, that uh, like it, I, I highly recommend it, uh, taking a. You know, you don't have to do six grams. You can do three or four mm. grams will get you there, and just for like you know, shut off all the the world, the, the world, and just allow yourself to go inside mm -hmm. and ooh, so ooh, <laughs> it's a little scary in there. <laughs> it's crazy when it's like you know when when the thing that you're afraid of is yourself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, when I tell them about uh, that introspective, their biggest fear is that they wouldn't like what they saw inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was one thing that. I know I I never wanted to be I didn't want to be someone who believed they were good on the outside but not on the inside you know mm -hmm. I was like no nah, let's see what's in there like what is what is it because a lot of us refuse to uh, be seen as anything other than the hero of our own story the ego yeah mm -hmm. and so I don't want that you know in order to uh, uh, elevate and get to a higher state you have to let go and uh, the more i'd go on those deep dives where this introspective and it's deep man it is you know like i'm talking take the lights off sit there and lay there in the dark with just you and it, it ooh, them demons come out mm -hmm. Boy, them demons come out but you know uh, it's hard for people to do that sober like with just with themselves period that is bad if you have a hard time just doing that sober, I can only imagine the pain that you're uh, suppressing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and the thing is that what we tend to find is that the thing that hurts us is the thing that we tend to try to hold on to the hardest. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's like for me important to go inside and, and do that cleanse because what I'm trying to do is be myself mm -hmm. that's all you can do <laughs> right but how do you know who yourself is when you are afraid to even find that person out mm -hmm. all right and that's kind of why i want to know myself inside and out before i enter into you know hollywood because a lot of people lose their soul in their way and uh it's an ugly place it is it's, it's, a, it, it's a it's a it's a beautiful scene with an ugly place right mm -hmm. and uh i don't want to lose my way at that point because you know i've uh, seen too many uh, too many of the same stories and so i have high expectations for myself of what my goals are what i want to do and uh i don't want to end up in that quicksand you know so 
It's after easy. the after the mushroom cleanse, you know, we're here now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're feeling good. You're feeling like yourself now. I definitely feel a lot. I can only attribute it to the feeling of being sweaty or and tired, and then you go and you have a hot shower. When you come out of that hot shower, how do you feel? You know, it's Fresh. just that. Yeah, it's just that. You're the same person, you know what I mean? You, you know, but for some reason you just feel lighter. You had you had water on you, but now you feel lighter for mm -hmm. some, you know? So it's just that's the way it feels. It it, it feels like okay, I'm uh, I'm ready again. I feel like I just put on a pair of underwear that came out the dryer. Mm -hmm. You know that kind of I'm ready. Mm -hmm. And um that's uh that's the, I'm glad that I'm feeling that way because of everything that's coming up and uh what was really trippy is I started seeing a lot of angel numbers. Mm. Now, uh, angel numbers um do you, are you familiar Alignment, with alignment? Yeah, like the Yeah, yeah. It, so it started with uh 444. Mm -hmm. And they um, all have a different meaning. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know what the hell they were because I I, I didn't research anything. It's just that it it would be in such obvious ways that it would be in my face like i'd be like what time is it and it'd be like 4 44 and then okay and then i'll wake up at 4 44 a.m and then i'll you know get picked up it'll be 4 44 like the weird one that threw me off is i woke up at 4 44 a.m right and then um i uh went to sleep later on in the day i have naps um, <laughs> <laughs> naps, are good, man. Nap, naps would change your life, baby. If you, if you ain't having naps, woo, you need to get yourself a nap. A good two p.m. to three thirty. Mm, That's a power nap. Mm, Cause yo, like two p.m. to three thirty, ain't nothing going on in your life. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing going on between That's, two and three thirty. After lunch, exactly. You're a little bit slumped. There, there's a slump there, there's, and I'm telling you, you get a, mm, you get a, just a good one, just a, a woof. Unadulterated, oh, especially if you have a day job, because yo, anybody with a day job that works eight hours knows if you could sleep for ten minutes or catch a ten minute sleep, it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, you be in a in a broom closet. Just, mm, mm, <laughs> oh, oh, I got I got four more minutes. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm gonna sleep all of these minutes. Oh, don't wake me up. I got thirty seconds. Like it, it's a huge refresher. And so I woke up at 4.44 p.m. And then I checked my emails and I had exactly 444 emails mm -hmm. unread. And then it was like, uh, I got an e-transfer. It was for 444. It was like stupid like that. So I was like, that's a ridiculous uh, amount of times in a day to see that. Mm -hmm. And um, what do you think it was trying to tell you? Well, I didn't know. Right. And then um, uh, I, I was talking to somebody. I was talking about it on stage. Uh just this Wednesday after uh, I was I had doing my mushroom cleanse, right? And I was just like talking about randomly how I see 111-333-555 and 444. And I don't know why. I'm like, but whatever. And then when I came off stage, some lady from the crowd, and it's funny because it was a small crowd too, but this lady from the crowd was like, yo, um, 111 and means this. And, and basically she was like, 444 means that everything – that you have uh, the foundations that you have laid down are coming to fruition. Then she said, one, one, one are the things that you have wished for. The universe is going to answer. And then she was like, five, five, five means that you are now uh, going to change. And then she's like, are you going anywhere? 
And I said, yeah, I'm going to Los Angeles in seven days. And she goes, Ugh. <laughs> and, I was like, and it was it was trippy because, you know, like she literally from the numbers I said on stage told me what was going on in my life. And uh, I don't know about you know because she's one of them ladies that like i charge my crystals by the moonlight <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like you know it's like you gotta take it with a little grain of salt you know <laughs> you gotta take it a little grain of salt but like but then it starts to resonate with you but it, it does it it does and then it got real weird is that i would turn on tv shows just randomly and the tv show would be applying to something in my life like i came home so this was wednesday and i came home uh, Wednesday night and then I was with the kids Thursday and we were watching Sing Part 2 mm -hmm. and I never seen the movie what is the movie about these guys trying to go to New York to make it but they keep telling them that they're not good enough and then they have to fight because the crowds love them but the gatekeepers won't let them pass and it doesn't make any sense they're like we're crushing we're selling out shows we're getting standing ovations everybody loves us and they're like you're not good enough you're not good enough and then the guy just keeps pushing and pushing and pushing and finally to the point where they get on a show they put on a show like a renegade show and the whole world sees it and now the gatekeepers are like aren't these guys great we love them <laughs> and it just is like that's what I've been going through, you know what I mean? Like where, um, you know, everything, you know, you're, you're killing, you're crushing, you're, you're doing so well, and yet you're seeing, you know, gatekeepers be like, nah, we pass. And you're just like, what the hell? And it let me see that what makes you great is not the acceptance from the gatekeepers, but the acceptance of yourself to work that hard to say fuck them i'm gonna get on this stage and to do keep it going and yeah and i was like damn i'm like okay relax i get it you know and then like then um i was like man i don't know how i'm uh uh you know uh, pay these bills and stuff because you know uh, the shows get canceled a lot it's summer times the, the shows slow up it's not the same you know and then i get a email from sound exchange and they just sent me four thousand dollars and i was like <laughs> I hear you, angel numbers. I hear you. So I was like, listen, I'm listening. I'm like, and I and I'm horny. <laughs> Still waiting on that. Yeah, Still waiting on that. To, if you're listening, if you're listening, direct me. You know what I'm saying? What angel number? <laughs> Which is one that? is it? Usually it's seven digits. That is an angel's number. But um if you're listening um, <laughs> and so now it's just the preparation and uh tomorrow is uh the fundraiser show mm -hmm. so by the time at Boca. yeah at Boca, it's gonna be interesting um because i didn't really plan it very well um <laughs> i uh it, it, it i got caught up i got busy and so saturday's a hard day to book comics and uh man it's 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 gonna be a good time, <laughs> but it's gonna be chaotic. It's gonna be wild. Some people flourish in chaos. That's I mean, that's where I live. Normal people bore me. You know, it's it, I don't like normal people because you know what the outcome is. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know that kind of uh, stuff is it, it bores me. 
and I like the excitement of the unknown. That's kind of what makes things exciting for me personally is is what's going to happen next. It's, some people are comfortable with the known, and that's cool. I'm just not that person. And so, like, I like that wild shit. Like, <laughs> I like that crazy shit, man. I, it's like that. Uh, it's like that Chris Rock joke where he's like, um, "If I'm on a date with uh, 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 another couple, another married couple, we need to have at least a crackhead at the table, because <laughs> at least the crackhead has done something interesting, you know." <laughs> and it's true. It's like that's it's real. Yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I could I could relate to that, man. I think uh, you know the mundane. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but mm. it, it gets too predictable. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want something. You want you want the unknown. You want to know what's out there for you. You know, you want yeah. to guess what the angel numbers is trying to tell you. You know, and I think you only you only get that when you're chasing something that fulfills you. You know, because mm. the, the destination is never the fulfillment doesn't come from getting there. Yeah, it's all in that process. It's the work. It's, it's the, the work. work. It's definitely, and it's like uh, that's like uh, when a comedian is tired of a joke. It's like, why would you be tired of the joke? He's like, yeah, because I know it works. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like the fun was figuring this shit out, and so I totally get that. And that's uh, a. Uh, it's also always in my mind to just keep with the work. Like, it's scary, man. Like, I gotta go up. And people don't think it's scary because of the way I... I you make it look I, easy. Yeah. I, 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 well, thank you that you think I it's, easy. <laughs> it's rough out there. I'm sweating buckets, kid. I'm like, Give me a towel. It's not going well. <laughs> it's fucking bad, man. But, like, um, <laughs> people think that it's easy, but it's, it's difficult for me to have to navigate through the emotions of this crowd that I, I have to... You know, unite and tie together, and, and it's always different. Yeah, it's always and different. it's like, you know, you know that table over there is talking, and this table over there, the girls on their phone, and then this one over here, they're doing shots, and then one guy looks up and goes, "He's not even funny." It's like you're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get through, but um, uh, it's nervousness a lot, and. Uh, I have high expectations for myself, and this is the material that I'm doing during this show. It will be, like, I'm going in. I'm going in because it's the fundraiser show. So anybody that shows up is going to have one hell of a good time because uh, I kind of feel like with the angel numbers and with all these coincidences, all these things happening, I'm feeling like my time's about to blow. Like, this is it. And it's long time. Yeah, like, I've never been this funny in my life. And I'm headed off to Los Angeles to perform at Chocolate Sundays, um, you know, Mo' Better Mondays, Comedy Store, you know, like, Laugh Factory, all these big places. And it just feels like instead of it being like exciting, it just feels more like now it's like now it's your time. Like mm-hmm. that's what that's what everything's been telling me with the mushrooms and the angel numbers and the you know and the people at shows. Like it's wild. Like if you have a good show uh, as a comedian, you touch people emotionally, yeah. and it you gets weird because <laughs> <laughs> like you come off the stage. And, you know, you don't know this person, but this person feels like they've 
bonded with you like you're their best friend like they know everything about you mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like we know everything about each other <laughs> and it's like no man i don't know you bro <laughs> like it's weird and, and and so to have all these things coming together in alignment you know and 444 being that all the groundwork that you have laid is going to come to fruition mm-hmm. and that's the one that started it with all the numbers it's kind of like Maybe I'm have to charge these crystals by the moon. You know? <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know. So you know, it's 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 still nervous and exciting. Uh, anybody who's ever chased their dream, I would be shocked if they weren't nervous uh, at the moment of it coming to fruition. After hard work, that is like if something's given to you right away, you don't appreciate no, you it. Never, but you take it for granted. Exactly. Well, 15 years, and it's like, you got five minutes. Are you nervous? It's like, nah, I've been waiting for 15 years. I think mm-hmm. the nerves are gone now. Now, Well, thanks to the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, man. That's exciting. So Laugh Factory, Comedy Store, you know, it's a... Mm-hmm. And I think the timing of it, because, you know, it's been a pandemic for two mm-hmm. years. So you, for a, a while, you weren't able to even get out and work like that. So you mm-hmm. had to be... Whatever you thought you may have been ready for before the pandemic happened, you have to wait two more years. <laughs> yes. Know? So there, you have to find new ways to stay creative and, mm-hmm. and keep working on your craft. And then things are now. Thank God things are opening up. But you know we got monkeypox around. I don't know what's going on with that. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's time now. I feel like you know the time we were tucked away. Mm-hmm. You know we all had a chance to really sit with ourselves. Some of us, some, some of us. us, some people, I mean, a lot of young people were didn't give a damn. They didn't sit with themselves. They were out there. And some people who were extreme extroverts, they couldn't survive. They were out there. I There was a lot of people who were like renegades. <laughs> 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 like, I'm talking, I'm talking like, you know, top of the pandemic. I'm talking like, eight, Mar- what was it? Was it March it came out? So I'm talking like May. And people are at like house parties, like I don't care. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, uh, we we three months in, dog, chill. Yeah, like you still, could, like still in the relax. thick of it, yeah. yeah like, like you could handle three months, dog. You could never go to the pen. You know what <laughs> I, mean? <laughs> I found it was just, uh, it was like it, it was such an interesting experience seeing how everybody was dealing with it. I was mm. one of those people that was an extreme extrovert. Mm-hmm. But then when the pandemic happened, I came out on the end of it an introvert, which is really <laughs> weird. I, I thought it was a really, really weird I, thing it did to I me. I didn't know you could switch teams. I, I switched teams. Mm. You know, I, I was like, you know, now I'm just like, how do you want to go outside? Uh, it's like, it's ghetto out there. Uh, <laughs> it, that, that could be that could be some lack of vitamin D. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, like, yo, get some sun on your face and change a lot of things. I still hate people, but... Um, <laughs> I like them a lot more. I like them a lot more with some sun on my face. Um, no, uh, like because like I, I I always I never understood these uh, concepts until later on in life, and it, it's only later on in life that I started to realize certain things about me. Like I would always be like, oh well, I'm an ambivert. You know, what I mean, I'm both, right? And they're like. Why would you say that? I'm like, well, I get exhausted being around people. And they're like, well, they're like, that's, that's not ambivert. 
if you're getting exhausted, I'm like, well, what? I got to charge up. You don't charge up. You don't charge up. You don't, you don't, you don't, you don't take a breath. You don't even take a breath. You just go out there raw dogging people, just raw facing with just all no energy. Like, give me some orange juice. You're ridiculous. I don't like this, this conversation. You know what? You've drained me. You've drained me. You've ruined my day. You've ruined my day. Bye. I don't like you. I don't like this. I don't like this. I get like that, though, now. I was never like that before. I get like that. I'm like, oh, man, I've had enough of these people. I need to go home. Yeah. But I never used to, that never used to happen to me. I used to be able to stay out all night. Mm-hmm. Not me, like, man. Oh, I can't shit. wait to go home. As soon as I get out of that car, I'll be like, I can't <laughs> wait to go home. I'm like, what time is it? I just walk, don't even drive the car too far. Just leave it down the street. I'm in and I'm out. Hi, I've seen everybody. What are we doing? I want to go home. I'm wearing pants still. This is disgusting. This is restrictive. I need to leave. I need space. I can't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, the one thing I've, I've, the one habit I picked up out of the pandemic was after work, I go home, mm-hmm. I kick up on the balcony, I watch the sunset, and I spark spliff in just two hours, just watch the sunset. Mm. That's something I never used to do. I could never have that moment to just sit and just chill. And mm. it's something I started doing, you know, when we were all at home during that pandemic. And now it's something that's, ingrained in my lifestyle now you know mm. someone will call me hey let's 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 go out and you know hit the town and do say, you know what i'm watching the sunset all right not tonight uh, that's dope uh i shot arrows in my living room until i ended up putting one through the window <laughs> like actual bow and arrow yeah oh my god yep yep i um uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thought it was a good way to bond with my son. With your son? <laughs> so, I, so I took the bow and arrow out and I go, we're going to shoot this in the living room. And he goes, in the house. <laughs> and I go, maybe this isn't a good idea, but we're here now. <laughs> and I, Why do you have a bow and arrow in the first place? Well, I wanted to get outdoors before the pandemic and then the pandemic <laughs> happened. And now I'm like, well, I got to learn how to hunt because they don't let me in Loblaws. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break right there. Are you tired of the running around for a specific hair product for a specific type of hair? Are you tired of overpaying for services like weave and extensions? Well, are you in the Northwestern Canada's best kept secret? Afro Era in North Edmonton is now open and operating right at Londonderry Mall. Come shop all things black, including hair care, beauty products and accessories, and hair itself. Now accepting online orders as well as walk-ins for braids, weave, and more. There's no more running around to find the right products and services. Your hair is a statement, so treat it like one. Visit us in-store or shop with us online at afroera.ca. I don't know if you noticed, but there's pigeons everywhere now. No, I don't uh, spend a lot of time uh, downtown. It's good. You know, I mean, uh, starting to look a lot like Toronto with all the damn pigeons. Uh, I was like, no, this is not happening now. I got away from these guys. Uh, I got away, and now we're here. We might have to bring that bone arrow. There's a lot of food outside. That's exactly what that means. Mm. A lot of jo- a lot of food just just chilling. 
You know that pigeons came over here as a delicacy. That's how we started having pigeons became indigenous to North America. As the, a delicacy? Yeah. Like, we used to eat pigeons. Yeah. Well, not us, but... <laughs> 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 There's a certain type of people that did that. But, yeah, um, uh, that, that was a delicacy. It was brought over from... Uh, I believe European cuisine is it? It's is is it's called squaw or I can't remember the name I of know it. That. Yeah, but that's 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 how pigeons came here. They came here as something that they would eat, and then then uh, they bred like sky rats, and then they <laughs> they are sky rats. Yeah, they they, and, uh, they are sky. They're everywhere. Yeah, but that's how they came here. People's eating them. So if times get rough, you know what I mean. You're eating a pigeon if time gets yo, rough. Yo, Jas- Jasper fried chicken, yo. <laughs> That's what I call that, yo. I boil that, put some mm. green seasoning, yo. Mush up a pigeon, yo. <laughs> Listen, I'm from the Caribbean. Eh? If we can curry a goat, then... <laughs> if, a goat then yeah, if you ever look at a goat and you go, but I go curry that thing, boy, then you could definitely curry a pigeon, all right? Then I don't know if I'd if, curry a pigeon. No, nah, that's because we just didn't grow up around them, okay? Because <laughs> if pigeons were indigenous to Trinidad, there'd be Kentucky Fried Pigeon every day. KFP. Yeah, and it would be way cheaper. It would be finger Looking cheap, that's what it would be. <laughs> These damn pigeons, man. Yeah, I don't, know I don't know. I've never tried it, but it's a thing. It's, I mean, it's real. You it's tried real. that, uh, that fried chicken spot on Southside? Soul, Soul Fried Chicken? Soul no, I've never heard of it. Korean what? fried chicken. Oh, okay. What is it? It's called Soul Fried Chicken. It's not, it's, I'm probably butchering the name. It's S E O U L. Oh, Soul. It's Korean. Korean, yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I haven't been there. You might have to stop. I'm gonna have to Google that. You know, you ever get a fried chicken out of gas station over on 106? I've had it one time. Never you know what I'm talking time. about, right? <laughs> I know exactly what the gas station you're talking about. You know, oh, you that's know. wild. That's that's rolling the dice. You're rolling the dice with that chicken. Yo, you're I, falling on hard times. I, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. That's the best fried chicken I ever had in the city, man. That's bold. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm going there tonight. Like it's that. The, it's, the, it's late. They got it late over there. Yo, they do. That is the fun. Yo, that's a staple in Edmonton. Steel Wheels, and then that place <laughs> are two places where you go. This you can't serve food in here, and then you, <laughs> and then you're eating there. Like, all right, I'm eating here, <laughs> and it's good. It's good. It's good. Steel Wheels is fantastic. I never you ever had go it, there? Never had it. Steel Wheels is just off of uh, Gateway before you go down the hill to go downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, so like uh. White Ave area, it's just White Ave area, um, just off the Ave, and uh, they have like cheap food, like it's like five dollars, like six dollars, and it's like you guys are definitely you know washing money. There's no <laughs> way <laughs> with inflation gonna, at this. Yeah, I'm like, can I can I see that chicken, please? Because there's a lot of pigeons outside, <laughs> and they're crying a lot, right? You know what I mean? Like they're burying a guy, and it's just bones. I don't know, like. <laughs> These are shouldn't pigeons be crying next to a two pieces? All I'm saying, <laughs> can I see? But like, yeah, like the food there. I'm just joking, by the way. <laughs> Steel wheels. If you're watching, I'm just joking. Don't fuck with me. I like your food because uh, I'm gonna be there later on. <laughs> but like, they uh, they, they have like really low prices, and the food is really good. Mm-hmm. Like they have chicken bulgogi, beef bulgogi. They got really good pizza, and it's dirt cheap, and it's like. Um, <clears throat> It's like this like little bar with all these like wooden chairs with graffiti and carving into it. And it's like, all right, this looks like a fucking, you know, uh, a cafeteria for degenerates. But, <laughs> you know, 
Pizza's five bucks. <laughs> I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat it. Well, it's steel wheels. Not yeah, steel wheels, man. Yeah, that's the late night spot. That's the spot right there. And that's if you're on White Ave, it's steel wheels. If you're downtown, is is what is it? One o six Ave. It was across the street from Mandela's, the Shisha Bar. The they Husky need, they gas need to, station. Need, they need to bring back Shisha in Edmonton. I think that's one thing. But that, that was taken away because of racism. There's no other way you could tell me that. This is ridiculous. I hated that. Because um, Calgary still do it. Calgary does it, yeah. They don't care. They ain't like, mm. It's just like, well, what is your purpose other than the fact that uh, the people that had Shisha, had good Shisha, weren't white-owned bars? Mm-hmm. And, and the reality was that all the uh, white-owned clubs, you weren't getting the same numbers you were getting, and all of a sudden you had a problem with shisha bars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I never liked that. I mean, well, that's my conspiracy theory. That's my little tinfoil hat. I believe that they removed it because of the fact that all the bars that shut down because of that legislation were black-owned. Mm-hmm. And Arab-owned as and well. Black and Arab-owned, yeah. yeah. And it was like... They're like, oh, well, it's tobacco. And it's like, okay, well, then what happens when you told them to make it non-tobacco? And then they did it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, so now what's your excuse? And it's like, oh, well, the inhaling. It, look, people are going in there. If you are worried about uh, how people are affected by anything, then you wouldn't have any of these drugs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, alcohol be killing people daily. Daily, yeah. And yeah. you ain't shut down one, one bar. So don't act like you care. You know what I mean? It's I hate because... It's always that you, you could see, like, when money is involved, it's how much money before they stop caring about humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it made me laugh when they were like, oh, well, we're shutting everything down. And then the large companies were like, no, they're shutting down. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah, they're shutting down. It's like, yeah, that's what we thought, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was at one point in Toronto... It's like anybody who's running around yelling, trust the science, you're you're brainwashed because how do you tell me that it made sense that in Toronto they would tape off the stalls? Like, uh, and oh, you, yeah, yeah. You can buy this, but you can't buy that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, they legitimately were suggesting that we use glory holes. <laughs> like these are the people that we were following like are you <laughs> it was like, a lot of uh, and they said these things these are not exaggerations of what and people just was like mm, okay we'll do we're, it. we're not gonna talk about it we're not gonna talk about it like, like come on guys mm-hmm. realize that there's an idiot over there anybody's like listen if you want to have sex get a girl shut your mouth <laughs> shut your mouth up. don't but you come around here with no foolishness. I think it's interesting how, you know, we started to see kind of people. One, two things we saw. One, I think that politicians are human. They don't have mm. all the answers. That's first and foremost. And even scientists don't have all the answers. They got answers. Mm-hmm. But when money gets involved, mm-hmm. when big corporations. They create involved, that answer. They create the answer. Mm-hmm. Big pharma, when big pharma gets involved. Even big tech, it doesn't matter who you're. When money is involved, things change. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, you know, politicians don't have as much control as we think they have, or as we perceive them to have, right? Because everything has to go to council, or legislature, or, you know, has to go to a vote most of the times. Mm-hmm. And you know, the pandemic was showing me, like, okay, well, 
one, everybody's black and whiting everything. You know, everything's becoming this or that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, if you do this, then you're this. And mm-hmm. if you're a supporter of this, then you're this. And there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of that kind of discourse. I hate it. It's tribalism. It's, it's human nature for us to just want to be on a team. And then eventually, once we picked our teams, then no matter how stupid our team sounds, it's like, well, that's my team. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's identifying with, <clears throat> they, they begin to identify with one side versus the other and and, and that's the problem because your identity should not be based off of an opinion <laughs> that is that is the stupidest thing i've ever heard well, actually your identity an opinion can change but your identity is now remaining and which is why you will see people neglect to hear positive to hear information that is true because it doesn't align with their identity mm-hmm. It's stupid. It's the opposite of confirmation bias. What is that? Yeah. What is, what's the opposite of confirmation bias? I don't know. I don't know, man. But I was smoking uh, weed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and it's 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 weird. It's just it, the world has become weird. Uh, the I world is always so weird because we're human beings and we've been uh, fucking it up. Don't you think? Like, when was the world not? When was the world normal for you? <laughs> you see what i'm saying it's like no no this is just our time this is the baton's been passed it's our you know what i mean uh, look okay look 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 i'm 40 years old okay so when i was in elementary school um there was um the wall mm-hmm. right there was um the cold war there was aids uh there was <laughs> cancer it's a lot of shit and uh yeah so that was their time. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> forty mm-hmm. years later, <laughs> we've got Ukraine versus Russia. <laughs> we've got the pandemic. We ju- yeah, we it's just box. it's just our shit. It's just this is just our time. We've always been in chaos. There's never not been chaos because uh, we're human beings, and unfortunately, we are the chaos. That's my only fear about the move towards with robots. Because I'm like, guys. They're gonna figure out that we're imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna figure out that they're better than us. Yeah, and then it's over. All right, you don't 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 train the fucking guy to take your job. <laughs> have you seen vibrators? None of us have beaten one yet. All right, <laughs> none of us. None of us. We. <laughs> I'm not competing. I'm not competing with the vibrator. There's yeah, no you way. can't. You can't. All, right. yeah. <laughs> All you could do is wait for the battery to die. It's got like, eight speeds. Yeah, yeah you're like, well, I'm gonna take away your charger. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> You, you got, who, who's got the power now? This is ridiculous. <laughs> now she outside waiting for a lightning bolt. You don't want to wait your girl outside waiting for a lightning bolt. You know that uh, uh, the vibrators are so strong now that if a woman uses it regularly, it can desensitize her clitoris. I've heard that. Yeah, I've, I've, trust me, I've been there and failed at that. That's what I did. You said, we don't start, want I was like, I'm punching it now. What are you <laughs> Uh, come back and back. I think I left my shoe in there. I kicked it in. <laughs> I think you know we talk about vibrators. We talk about you know tech and AI. I think we we're at a weird point that you know technology and these no, this, these novelties they keep coming and they keep getting more and more advanced mm-hmm. and they're coming faster than we know how to learn them.
Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your fruits? Are you still buying your carpets from the same place you buy your underwear? Shame on you. Treat your own with some respect. Come shop with me at Kashan Persian Rugs. What's that you said? You can't afford one. <laughs> Nonsense. You can come in store right now and walk out with the rug with our new buy now, pay later program. That's right. Buy now, pay later. Come shop with us at Kashan Persian Rugs. It's interesting to see how, you know, with tech moving and getting more advanced and more advanced and more advanced, as humans, we're not really keeping up to speed. You know, we don't know. Yeah. We don't evolve as fast as our technology does. Exactly. And um, that's what a weird mushroom trip question is, which is like, what is an idea? You know, because it's like, what is an idea? An idea it, well, it's thought. Okay, cool. But where did it come from? Because it's like we are the catalyst that makes an idea come to life. Absolutely. So are we just a tool for the idea? Do we actually have the idea or does the idea have us? Right? Because now these ideas are creating technology that is evolving faster than us. So then we're literally like building our next uh, bosses mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and uh well that's the theory through ai um and hey if elon musk uh says you guys should be worried about that I, i'm gonna trust him i'm gonna uh, trust yeah. him uh and uh it's 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 creepy i don't know i think it's interesting because it forces us to it forces us to learn something new, right? It's like if technology is advancing and it's killing jobs, mm -hmm. right? That's mm -hmm. what it's, it is. It's killing jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So that means it's forcing us to figure it out in a different way, which I see the bad about it, but this is also a good thing because it might force humans to say, okay, you know what? Maybe it's time I forget about working at the movie theater since this computer thing can take these movie tickets for mm. me, right? Maybe it's time I start learning something that I like to do. You know, it's, it's forcing us to really think about how we can survive. Well, here's here's a different thought. Uh, it I look at it as that's how corrupt and evil our society is, that instead of striving to, for a society that has no jobs where none of us work, the thought of losing jobs and still forcing people in society to still pay the same money just goes to show how corrupt we are. Mm -hmm. Like, we can remove jobs so we don't have to work. So then why make us pay for stuff, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, it, it it's ridiculous that we as human beings have jobs. No, oh, it is ridiculous. Right? Like, when no other animal on the planet has jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
this is what I say when it's like, are we, are we just tools? You know what I mean? Like, like the the beauty the beauty in being human is the imperfection in it, mm-hmm. and the striving for perfection removes the human element from it. And the further you strive to perfection, the more you strive from human element. And when you have AI which strives for what you told it to do, which is be perfect, then because you want the best of everything, then it's gonna be like, all right, well, well, then you have to go. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's that's the right. Trade-off, and yeah. then you also lose the beauty of what you know, the crookedness in Mona Lisa's smile, the you know, the 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 dimple in someone's cheeks, the mole on someone's face, the the things that were imperfect about us that made us perfect is now removed. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, then you if you have something that's perfect, then it means it's all the same. And if it's all the same, then we've lost originality. Once you've lost originality, you've lost humanity. And so you see why I look at it as like uh, evolution into the future with the de-evolution into humanity. Mm. And so that's why I'm afraid of it because uh, how long before we trade our, you know, soul for convenience, you know? Well, we've been trading our souls for convenience. Exactly. And uh, it's only, you know, we're... We are puppy dog versions of our wolf-like ancestors. Oh, <laughs> you know, we are nothing compared to what they were. It's insane to call them savage or or unintelligent because the level of intelligence that it required to, uh, you know, be a hunter gatherer where you have to know the different fruits and vegetables, how to make a knife out of flint, how to skin an animal, how to make sure that you can make clothes the amount of skills that they had to have to be human beings i can promise you they probably didn't suffer from depression because mm. we have lost all those skills and pushed all those skills onto somebody else who now instead of one person who could do everything it's like now you got the butcher the baker and the candlestick maker which is before it was one person mm-hmm. you know and 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 when you do that and you rely on others uh we no longer know these skills. We no longer have any of these things. So, sovereignty is important, man. To be self-sustainable, it know. is, man. It is, but it's been lost because convenience is easy, mm-hmm. and uh, the human brain will always take the path of least, least resistance, and that's what uh, makes us weak. You know, and uh, how can you ever fault somebody for wanting to take a day off in a world like this? So I don't know, man. It's crazy. I'm trying to uh, be more connected back into the earth. I feel, I mean, walk down a city street and walk through a park and tell me you don't feel a different feel connection. Different. Like different. there's something in the in that. And concrete is death. There's just nothing alive in that. It ain't growing, you know? I was talking to my brother about this. We were talking about, um you know, with Toronto and Vancouver are mm-hmm. most expensive places in Canada. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, trying to explain to him that, you know, that price tag in Vancouver is justified because when you walk outside in Vancouver, you got a beach over here, you got the mountains over here, mm-hmm. you got the hills and the trees up here. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous over there, mm-hmm. you know. There's no snow, you know, like the the, the, the perks, <sighs> you know, the, the perks warrant, the price tag. And then Toronto, I love Toronto. But it's concrete. 
Mm. You know, it's a lot of concrete, you know, so then it, it comes down to... It's exciting, though. It's, it's an exciting city where if... There's something going on every night. Every single night. Every night in some city, in some place, in some bar, there's something cool happening. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be the guy to find it out. And I get that about the city. I mean, that's where I was born and raised, right? And I never even left Scarborough. Which is know? crazy. And so... What are it, your thoughts on them having a team? They don't have the population. Where would they put the stadium? The f- economics behind it doesn't make sense to me. They're playing at the Pan Am Center, aren't they? As in an as in an NBA team? No, an NBA team. Uh, the CEBL team. Oh, wow. They can do that anywhere. Yeah. They, can, <laughs> they can play in a rec center for all I care. They play at the YMCA. Those are a bunch of 40-year-old men just like me. It's like, yo, man, um, uh, maybe I'll make it to the bench. You know, <laughs> like, They got J. Cole. Yeah, exactly. And if you have a rapper on your team, you know that you're not on a real team. You know, <laughs> you're as good as a guy who just came out of the studio. That's where you're at right now. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's not Steph Curry on your team or Allen Iverson. It's mm. J. Cole. All right. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. They could do that anywhere. I that is nothing. That's a that's a that's a house league team. They should have that anywhere. They should have that for the fun of it. Just because of the fact that uh, Scarborough people would love that, and they're uh, they can have their own little hoop dream people, heroes, and you know they can also foster the talent, raise it up. Because uh, Toronto's always had fantastic basketball players, but uh, at a certain level and stage, uh, there wasn't an outlet for them to grow. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, uh, you know, because as soon as they got good, you know, seventeen, eighteen, you were gone. Why, if you were a very talented uh, high school basketball player, you were gone at 18. Yeah, you were gone, yeah. All right? So, you know, it, it, because of the fact that we're constantly being extracted uh, the the best and leaving the rest, well, then what do you expect to happen? You know, it is, it, it's, we're not going to have anything to bounce off of to grow. It's always just going to be like just the bottom of the barrels, right? And then off, on top of that, a lot of them, uh, I don't know personally, but I'm like, you're being overwhelmed by American culture and you are no longer um, going to get the confidence you got from being a Canadian who was good. Now you're in America and they're like, ugh, the Canadian, you know what I mean? And maybe you might lose confidence or whatever because there were so many great players that, you know, nothing really transpired for them when they crossed over. And it's always a wonder what happened could be injuries could be all the things but could be just the fact that there's only like 10 of them and mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah. ridiculous odds mm-hmm. now it's different in the be- it's ridiculous odds in the beginning mm-hmm. first off to think of all the universities and all the schools in america and all of them have 12 top players you know five top players and it's like jesus murphy you're one in four thousand mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like lot. that's it's crazy so actually, you know, it's just chalk it up to fucking being hard. It's tough, but it's 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 good to see the basketball culture kind of evolving in Canada. You know, so so that basketball team that J. Cole's on is in Scarborough. It's in Scarborough. Scarborough Shooting Stars. Oh, I just thought you know because I could have been like Scarborough was a different city name. So J. Cole plays for Scarborough. For Scarborough. <laughs> 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 yes. 
Yes. Hey, he's one of my favorite rappers, man. I, think, I love I, it. I'm going to go get me a J. Cole jersey right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think we're going to get a, a serious J. Cole album after the summer because a summer in Toronto, as you know, is, is very... Uh, <laughs> it'll make an artist out of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J. Cole will be coming back. Like, I don't know why the man's them were saying them things there on y'all. <laughs> it's an infectious culture. It's an infectious culture. But, like, that's so good that they have. Because it's like Scarf people are uh, people that uh, do so much with so little. They do. Yeah, and so true. having a basketball team with a superstar appeal to it, you know, where it's like he's a basketball player, but. It's J. Cole you're going to go watch. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, that's J. Cole. Mm -hmm. And then be able to see maybe your friends who never went to the league, but they're, you know, they were always, like, tall and, like, you're like, what do you do? I don't know, man. I play at the, MC, at the YMCA. Now <laughs> maybe they're coming off the bench, and you're like, yo, don't count on mine, yo. And it's, now, it's, it's an exciting thing. And it is it's exciting. Like, it's a way to continue to pursue the dream. So I love it. I, 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 I did not know. But now I need to go get I need to get tick what do they have games in July? They're playing in Edmonton June twelfth. Ah no, I'm gone. I know that's what I said. I'm gone. Ah, no, yo, so how long is the, the league last? Because I'm in Toronto in July. It's all summer. It's all summer. Yo, I'm going to a game. I'm getting a J. Cole jersey <laughs> and I'm going to real Toronto. I'm like, yo, I want a roti. I want, <laughs> I, don't want, no, I don't want no fun. Yeah, we're doing this hour away, all right? I want an oxtail mm -hmm. from an angry Jamaican woman. You know what I mean? I want a Guinness. This guy has a whole experience. I want the Toronto experience. Yo, that's live. <laughs> I did not know that. I Because I saw the few posts about it, but I didn't know what CEBL was. I, I'm not in the know. Mm -hmm. Yo, Edmonton won the last two championships. Oh, uh, well, I, like I said, I'm not in the know. And uh, I'm pretty sure all those uh, great basketball players at their day job are uh, <laughs> are excited about the new season to play against J. Cole. <laughs> go Edmonton. I think it's amazing. I love what Canada's I'm so doing. mad I can't go to the June 12th one. I would be in there. I'd be in there. I'd heckle him. I'd heckle him. Yeah, But I'd be yeah. funny about it. You know what I mean? Not mean. It's <laughs> funny. I would just quote his lyrics and just be way better at it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> it's exciting, man. It's exciting. I feel like, uh, I don't know what it is. I feel like Canada as a whole, mm -hmm. whether it's basketball, whether it's entertainment, film, I feel like we're about to, you know, turn the corner. Mm. I think Toronto got... With when we, when Toronto won the championship and and the Drake effect and all that, Toronto has had it's been on top for a while. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of talent and 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 just track record, Toronto nobody's talking to Toronto the last few years. Okay, I mean no, of course not. Uh, and again, it's because everybody it runs to Toronto whenever you get a little bit of talent. Mm -hmm. As a person from Toronto, you couldn't. Turn around twice without having someone else show up from a different. I'm from Halifax, or I'm from Newfoundland, or I'm from Thunder Bay, or I'm from every the top of the top comes to one place, and then they're all bouncing off each other to become better. And they're creating, right? And, and great same thing, same thing with uh, comedy. The minute any of these comedians, um, another comedian was asking me the other day, they're like, "Hey, when do you think I should leave for Toronto?" And I was like, "Well, what's gonna? What are you gonna do in Toronto?" Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I'm going to go to the next, you know, I'm trying to make it. And I'm like, well, then 
Why would you go to Toronto? Mm-hmm. People in Toronto are leaving for New York and L.A. Why are you going, you know, to add another step? You know what I'm saying? And But it's just like the, the lights, the glitz, and the glamour. It excites them. But yeah. There's some good guys. There's some funny guys coming out of Toronto. A lot of there is, but like, again, a lot of them are from all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Toronto's getting the pass, but it, Toronto has to get over themselves because Toronto people themselves will hold themselves back. You know, like they will dislike somebody regardless of their talent just because, just because, you know, like Drake didn't make those songs, uh, Fuck Has Never Loved Us, because he had a huge fan base in Scarborough. You know what I mean? Like, he was always talented. He was always great. And he says it in his songs. I used to do shows and pray you guys would show up. Mm. Now I could sell out the goddamn place six times over, no problem. So you see, if Toronto people were more like, I like the culture in America where they have their own city, um, like, each city has their scene and they support it heavy. Like you go to Atlanta, they just got Atlanta rappers mm-hmm. on the radio, on their they're the stars, they're the people. You go to New York, they got New York rappers and so on and so on and so on. You notice that in the Bay and California, everybody has their sets, but in Canada, we don't care where you're from. You they don't want to hear you. You know? Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had we need to stop looking for recognition from the outside. To find it within. What I mean when I say that is we need to stop hoping that we make it in America so that you'll accept us at home. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't think going to Toronto is a benefit at this point in time. Because even Toronto people, as much as they're like, oh, I got love from the city, they base that love off of what happens from without outside. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, until we get some kind of star culture or some kind of support, because none of our platforms are watched by us. All of our platforms are watched, uh, all the platforms we watch are American. Mm-hmm. Right? We watch all American television. You know, If I asked you a stand-up comedian, you'd more than likely give me an American comedian. If you're talking about somebody who does stadiums and I ask you for a Canadian, you can only give me one, and that's Russell Peters. Mm-hmm. If I ask you, give me another, there's none, right? And then when I say that to people, they're always like, well, we don't have the same population. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Why is it that when an American comes here, they're doing a stadium tour, but a Canadian can't? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, they have more fans. Yeah, they have fans in America. They're not crossing the border to fill no, the stadiums. Are. Those are Canadians coming out. The platforms that you're seeing them on that makes them famous, yeah, those are American ones. Mm-hmm. We don't have any Canadian ones because there's no interest to create any. Mm-hmm. Canadian television is terrible. CBC is horrible. And I worked for them. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I'm on CBC, and it's like they're boring. Mm-hmm. Like Everything for them is to be super safe. And it's like... It, you gotta push boundaries, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta grow. You gotta evolve. They're doing nothing because there's no pressure because of the fact that CBC is a Canadian broadcasting channel, which means that they have to have some level of uh, television that is Canadian funded, and so they exist out of just Existing. you're the only one, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like there is no competition. I'm government funded. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. That's so, been a, that's been a topic of conversation, and that's the problem. Like, we have channels that don't matter. You know, 
we only had there's no TV show that showcases stand up comedy. There's no TV show that showcases music. There's no. So then how does our people find outlets? Right. Like these things are taken from us. And so where do we see the outlets in America? And then we run to America. Mm-hmm. And then when they blow up, they're recognized as Americans before they are Canadians. And then they have little exposés like, did you know that this person's Canadian? And it's like, that's sad because when they were in Canada, you wouldn't do this expose, mm-hmm. you know. And this is, again, why I say there's no point in going to Toronto. I would say go to Vancouver. Vancouver is real good for their uh, their movies. Are, uh, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, I was out there filming. Uh, oh, you were last month. Just just our documentary. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it was, I was like, yo, man, it's gorgeous. Eh? It's gorgeous. Oh man, I was in Victoria. Oh. Oh, man. Well, when they tried to kill me, <laughs> but like, <laughs> I keep can't they like, trying yeah, to kill you. Yeah, they yeah, tried yeah. to assassinate you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I had a dream. <laughs> I was driving on three wheels. Like that was crazy, man. I, that was wild. A lot of times, I've almost died in my car, um, <laughs> but not with someone trying to deliberately. No, this was the first deliberate murder uh, attempt <laughs> on my life. Not the last. It won't be the last. If any, if there's anything I know about myself, <laughs> you know, even as I'm sitting there, I was like, yeah, I get it. You know, you <laughs> wanted to kill me. I get it. You know what I mean? Just. Do it a better way. You should have slashed my tires. You know what I'm saying? No, like, but then you'd see the slash. Right, exactly. But like then you uh, be stuck. then I'm like screwed. Right now I'm screwed. But with the tire flying off, I could have killed other BC people. Isn't that the people you were trying to protect, you idiot? Right? Yes, so yes. it's like, it's why I was so angry at how stupid. It's botched. The, it's a botched yeah, murder it's, it's attempt. A, yeah, it's a, you know, there'll be better ones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll step my game up. I'll get some better ones. I just want to see the the... the I want to see the sequence of events that led up to them, you know, loosening the lugs on your on your. Well, they weren't in my show because I was crushing in there. <laughs> <laughs> had to be somebody on the outside. Like fuck that guy. It was bad. The leather one was. Uh, I was driving to uh, these. I don't. I I just have the worst luck. I was driving to uh, where was I going on that trip? Yeah, I was driving to Ve- I was driving to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving to Phoenix in a 1988, what I call fucking rape van. Just those big, <laughs> big brown vans with the bed in the back and the black windows with the little curtains with the fucking. You Where'd know what you I mean? get that van from? Yo, from some dude who probably did bad things in it, <laughs> and uh, I, uh, I got it for two grand, and I was like, I'm driving this, and I'm going. To, I drove across Canada first. And so I drove Edmonton to Toronto. Then I went uh, Toronto, Ottawa, Ottawa, back to Edmonton. No, I stopped in Saskatchewan and then to Edmonton. Then from Edmonton, drove to Seattle. Then from Seattle, went to California. And then went over when I went over through Vegas and then down to Phoenix, the car. Um, it was so hot in Phoenix at that time that my radiator exploded. Holy smokes. Uh, it, it couldn't handle that heat. I literally had the, the, the heat on high, mm-hmm. right? So it's 45 degrees Celsius outside, 65 degrees Celsius in the that? car because the thermostat blew first. So when the thermostat blows in order to keep the car driving, you got to put the heat on high. So I did that, and that only lasted for so long. before. Like I, actually, I made it pretty far because I was driving through, like, the desert for a while like Bro, it looked put, like you put yourself in the slow cooker yeah i did 
And uh, eventually the car was like overheated and I was like, okay, uh, it was getting so bad. It was like people were dying on this day uh, and I'm sitting outside with the hood up and I'm just like, I'm waiting for the nighttime because in the nighttime it becomes a cool 30 degrees Celsius. And then <laughs> that way, you know, after I dust the icicles off, I'll get back on the road in this weather because outside was hot. So I was sitting there on the side of the road cooking and uh, I was sitting outside of the car because it's too hot to be in the vehicle, of course. And a police officer pulls up. I was so hot. This is the first time as a black man I was happy to see the police. <laughs> and the police officer goes, what happened? And I told him, I'm like, yo, my rad, I think, blew up. And he goes, you're going to die. Uh, he goes, do you have any water? I go, no. And he goes, you're going to die. And then he's like, do you uh, have the money for a tow? And I said, nope. And he goes, you're going to die. <laughs> And then he got in his car and left. Like, <laughs> like, this motherfucker was like, all lives matter, but not that one. Like, this guy <laughs> left and just left me out there. And then, um, true story, I'm sitting there and uh, I am just, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, this car pulls up and they go, what are, you, what are you doing? And I'm like, I told the story. And they go, you're going to die. And I'm like, yeah, I heard this before. <laughs> and they go, we'll be right back. And they, I don't know where they went. I am, the closest town is a, a hour away, all right? I don't know where they went, but they went somewhere, and they came back, and he came out of the car, and, and it, um, he gave me, um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a native dude, too, and he came out, and he gave me 12 liters of water. He goes, you drink four of them, and then use the other one to pour in your rad and drive to the next town, right? And he's like, yeah, do it in the night when it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then he gave me fried chicken. Now, I haven't eaten in 38 hours. Mm. I, ate that, I, I ate the bag. I ate the styrofoam. Like, I looked exactly like what they think black people look like when we eat chicken. Because, <laughs> like, I, would, I almost bit his hand. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was almost like they were like, yeah, there we go. Like, Look, they do like it. It's like, yeah. and I was like, don't you look at me. Where'd you get fried chicken? Because I'm like, where'd you get fried chicken? We're in the desert. Like we are in Roadrunner country. It is desert, <laughs> desert, nothing around, no reception. And I'm sitting on the side of the road and they show up with fried chicken and 12 liters of water. I'm meant to be here, man. Like, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> my guardian angel is just like shaking and smoking like this motherfucker. Because <laughs> the amount of work they got to put in to keep me alive is like they had to find a native family with fried chicken and water in the desert. <laughs> They're like, do you know <laughs> what I had, I, to do? To, I had to call human resources <laughs> to find a human? <laughs> but that's a, that's another time I almost died. Um. And then, uh, yeah, I, you know, eventually I waited for the nighttime and then I, you know, used the water and would just drive it. The car could only go 60 kilometers an hour. So it took me three hours to get to the town, but I made it. And I actually pulled into the town with the with the fire coming out from under the hood. And I pulled up to the gas station with fire coming out of my hood. I got out of my car. I walked into the gas station, opened up uh, a beer because they sell beer in the gas <laughs> stations there. And I just started drinking it. And the guy goes... Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing you can tell me, man. My car is on fire outside. Just uh, fuck off for a few seconds, you know. Um, but yeah, man, 
Damn. I don't. Uh, I. 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 Not, I. You never really count your blessings because you never. You take. You. You. You look past them, and uh, now at the age of forty, what I like to try to embrace more often is those blessings. I don't have a bad back. I don't have bad knees. I'm, I'm healthy. You know what I mean? My family's healthy. You know, I'm starting to look at the things that we take for granted every day. And uh, the more I look at it, the fact that I can see, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm alive, the fact, you know what I mean? Like, the little just, things. Yeah, those little things that we look past that other people look at you and be like, man, if I could only have that. And so I'm finding happiness in having that. And uh, that's from uh, dying all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to get me this time, fuckers. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's all from uh, my experiences with death. And I have many more, but, you know, the podcast only had so much time. <laughs> <laughs> so where can we find you when you're in L.A., man? You said Laugh Factory, Comedy um, Store. Follow me at Sterling's Jokes on social media to keep it updated with all the shows. But on Father's Day, Chocolate Sundays uh, at the Laugh Factory, uh, June 9th, I'll be at the Comedy Store, uh, June 27th or 28th. It's, uh, I can't remember the day. It's whichever one is the Monday. Uh, I'll be at um, uh, uh, Mo Better, well, D-Ray Mondays um, on the... 25th i'm gonna be at punchline sacramento uh uh opening up for my boy ellis rodriguez as he's doing his live album recording for 800 pound gorilla um and the list goes on so uh, i'm gonna definitely do what i did last time and document the entire story as so you um, every day will be on it, and uh, the last one people were loving it like a op, like a soap opera. They were like, "You're," they're like, "We had to check in every few hours just to be like, what's <laughs> happening with Sterling's life?" And so I'm definitely gonna do that again because um, I drove down recently, and <laughs> this is another time <laughs> I almost died. So uh, this is the January trip. I was driving down, and then the car, um, the catalytic converter, got clogged up. And I couldn't drive faster. You lose horsepower when that happens. And I couldn't drive faster than 60 kilometers an hour. And so I drove from Idaho to Bakersfield, California, doing 60 kilometers an hour. How long did it take you? Um, it's a, it was, uh, I was somewhere around the 42-hour mark at that time. Straight, no sleep. And... Um, then I uh, almost died in Vegas because, like, um, these people were trying to race and speed on the highway. Mm. And then, like, the highways kept going from four to, like, eight, eight lanes. lanes yeah. And so, like, I kept ending up in the middle of the highway trying to run back and scurry over doing 60. With, I have my hazards on and everything, but people are, like, blaring and honking me. And I'm like, I, got, I don't know what you want me to do. My hazards are on. Mm. And I'm trying to get over. I'm trying to go over to the slow lane. But there was this one, these two cars, and, like, they were really mad at me and they like were riding my bumper and like you know high beaming me and then they uh you know after they got out of traffic they sped off and then crashed and blew up no way yeah and they both ended up on both sides of the highway and then here i am driving through the fire literally and seeing their cars on fire as I drive by at 60 kilometers an hour. Yeah, man. That, that happened. Crazy. That is real. And then um, when I got to Bakersfield, California, 
Um, uh, again, this is me looking back and being like, God damn, I'm grateful because I got to Bakersfield, California, and it was a, a mechanic shop right where I was like, right where the gas station was. And I was like, oh my God, that's fucking the savior. Turns out that in Bakersfield, California, there's only three mechanics, and they, two of them went on vacation, and the other one wasn't picking up his phone. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell is going on in this city? So then I'm like, I got a tow to where I'm staying in uh, L.A. And um, I have AMA, and uh, one of my tows on AMA is 310 kilometers. And my boy's place is next to a mechanic shop. And it's 308 kilometers away. They told me directly to the front door of my friend's house. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I, I, I made it to the show on time and everything. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, it's so creepy when I was talking about it. Because I say creepy, not in a negative way. I'm saying creepy. was like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, holy smokes. Yeah, like I failed so much in my life, I don't know what it is to not fail, you know? Like, and so when success is coming, it's almost like I'm scared because I'm like, when is the moment you're going to let me down? And I don't feel that's going to happen this time. And so I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I think I'm going to make it. Like, you just keep going. Oh, I'm going. I'm, my, my, my goal is to become one of the greatest stand up comedians of all time. I know that's a subjective thing, and I know that's an arrogant thing to say, but that's my thing, and um, that's what I'm shooting for. And uh, you can follow me on that journey at Sterling's Jokes, uh, or check out my website SterlingScottLive.com. Uh, but most of all, make sure you guys check in and listen to this podcast, and keep seeing when my ass will come back and not be dead from another car accident. <laughs> <laughs> You guys heard it here first. Sterling Scott. Thank you so Sterling much. Jokes. You guys know what it is. Another great episode of the Gifted Gap. One can comes, <laughs> baby. <laughs> oh man, appreciate you for coming. I appreciate you, man. We talked the hell out of this place. The funny thing is they you guys may only get like an hour episode. We've been here like three hours. <laughs> just so you guys know. We've been talking, we've been man. Talking. Like we've been talking. We've been talking. <laughs> you want to talk about gifted gab? You guys just see the unedited version. <laughs> <laughs> we've, yeah, we spoke holy shit. We really got it. Got it in, well, hey, it was good talking. I, just, I have no regrets. I had a good time. <laughs> Always a good time. That was a good time. And just like that, we gone.